Thank you again for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen to the What You Working On podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. This month, as we learn more about ILSR staff and their work, we visit with Christopher Mitchell, Director of the Telecommunications as Commons Initiative. Chris and I talk a little about how the initiative got started, some of the projects we have going, and what he hopes to see us working on in the near future. Here's Chris. Hi, everyone. This is Lisa Gonzalez from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, and this is our next podcast of the What You're Working On Conversations. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Today, I'm talking with Chris Mitchell. He's the director of the Telecommunications as Commons Initiative. Some of you may have seen my name on some of those writings if you happen to look at that section of the website. Um, Chris and I work together a lot every day, all day long. And today we're going to share a little bit of his wisdom with us. Chris, tell us a little bit about the um, Telecommunications as Commons Initiative. How did it get started? How did you get involved? Give us a, a recap of how you got to where you are now. Great. Uh, thanks for, for interviewing me. I don't think anyone who's spent as much time with me as you have has described anything that I've done as having wisdom. So uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that. Sure. Um, you know, well, the Institute's been around for 40 years, and our program's only been, really been around for about eight or nine now, um, probably about eight. And um, it started before I was with the Institute uh, when uh, David and uh, David Morris and uh, Becca Vargo Daggett uh, together were a little bit upset at how uh, Minneapolis was moving forward with a proposed wireless uh, internet project where the city was basically saying, we're going to give a bunch of money to a private company and we're not going to have any control over the network. We're not going to have any say over how they run it. And uh, we're going to, you know, try and get back these, um, these, some of these benefits in this uh, community benefits agreement. But it wasn't really clear that it was well written. And uh, so they started digging more into uh, internet access and the importance of it. Um, now, this is not something that was sort of a surprise. David's actually was writing about internet and, uh, and before that cable television and telephone issues back in the 70s mm -hmm. and 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was not anything new, but... At a certain point, they decided it was so important about eight years ago for communities that we needed to really focus on it. And we needed to make sure that we could do whatever we can to help communities to make sure they have the networks that they need. Uh, and generally, I define that as being universal access to fast, affordable and reliable internet access. And I mean, I say internet access, but really we're also talking about telephone calls and access to media. Mm -hmm. Telecommunications. And, and just as a side note, uh, Chris already knows this, but I used to um, subscribe to that service that came about um, through the city of Minneapolis. And notice that I use the word used to. Uh, a lot of times these decisions are made based on present needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you're dealing with this kind of infrastructure, you need to look at it from a different dimension, mm -hmm. the dimension of time, because um, you know, that Google network is really great, but in four or five years, we worry about what the incentives Google will be responding to. Mm -hmm. uh, so who knows how Google will be managing that network in five years, mm -hmm. and the people of Kansas City will have no control over that whatsoever. So, uh, you know, it's something that can seem like a good deal today. Over time, technology changes, business incentives change, and so it's really important that a, an infrastructure 
that is depended upon by everyone in the city, uh, businesses, residents, you know, um, uh, the community anchors themselves, the schools and the libraries. Uh, it really has to be responsive to community needs. Um, and I think the absolute worst case is when it's controlled by massive out-of-state corporations like the cable and telephone companies. Um, you know, certainly, I don't want to put Google in that condition. They're an out-of-state massive corporation, but their interests do lie with getting people on the internet with fast, affordable, and reliable access. So it's not the same thing, but it's still concerning. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot going on right now. Share with everybody some of the things that we're working on, specific projects that we're working on right now. We've, 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 got, we've got a lot of things going at once. Yeah, that's that's how we operate, and it's something I've I've been very glad that that you've been good at uh, as well because we we have a lot of projects going on at any given time. Some of them are we're waiting for uh, others to help us with or for something to happen to move forward with, and so you know we may work on something for a few weeks and stop on it for a few months and come back to it. Um, you know, one of the things we're really focused on right now is. Continuing to document successes, that's something that we started before you got here uh, that, that you've really helped us step up on um, to make sure that we're, we're collecting information about how communities are building networks, how they're successful, we're publishing it. And uh, we're then making it available to others. Right. Very, we have a very active blog and we have the map. Right. Yeah, we have a blog that that has stories about networks, and then we have a map that tracks a lot of other networks that we don't have the time to go in-depth on. But nonetheless, because there's over 400 cities that we've identified now that are doing interesting things in this space, and even more that we just um, aren't yet tracking, like the wireless networks. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been doing that for a while. And then uh, starting in 2013, we've really made a concerted effort to try and get this information to a broader public. We've been very successful at making people that are already tech-savvy aware of this, people that are already interested in what's happening with uh, Uh, broadband networks. Those people we've reached. And so now we're reaching out to a larger segment of the public. Um, We're doing that through opinion pieces and by reaching out to other mainstream organizations, um, a lot of nonprofits that are working in related spaces. Uh, We're working out, we're, we're reaching out to elected officials more to educate them on these matters to make sure that, for instance, a senator from some state uh, knows about the networks that are happening in, in their state because a lot of times these are smaller communities and they may not be as in touch with their elected officials as they could be. Um, so, so I mean, that's that's really the, the broader focus. And then um, we're to do that, we're doing some more case studies. Um, we're working on um, some, some projects right now specifically around um, conduit and uh, what can be done to some extent with uh, pole attachments to so that cities can make it easier for a uh, network to be deployed um, that either they would do themselves or um, maybe it's that they would build assets that would enable them to have uh, stronger negotiations and developing a public-private partnership with another provider. Uh, we've certainly seen those in a number of areas where a local uh, company, a local internet service provider, will work with the city to build a network. Um, it's been tremendously successful in Indianola. Uh, we've seen it successful elsewhere, like Princeton, Illinois, we've written about. So those are some of the things. I mean, to some extent, I'm always a little bit hesitant to foreshadow what we're working on because we may not finish that project right. for for a little while. And I don't want people to be really excited about something that we're just going to end up backburnering because of our 
we have a fairly small capacity. I think you and I do an incredible amount of work um, for being two people. And um, especially since I'm also the tech guy in the office and, mm-hmm. and you ha- handle a number of other um, related issues to keep our office going. So, Well, we definitely are fluid. And I think that, you know, that's something that especially us, but some of the other initiatives also, but um, especially us. And, you know, things do change so quickly with technology. And so we have to be flexible and we have to be fluid. And, you know, things come up all the time that, you know, are surprising. So. Yeah, like, you know, the New York Times publishes two atrocious op-eds by industry within the same week. And then we have to figure out how we can respond, if at all. You can't just let it go. So, (laughs) yeah. But any other sort of long-term direction that you'd like to go that you think people should be aware of that they should be looking for? Well, I think we've done a a good job of playing defense and we're increasingly looking for ways um, to go on offense. And... Um, to some extent, um, I think we'd like, we'd love to see the states roll back barriers. We'd like to see the feds roll back barriers, um, so that communities no longer were restricted by their states. Um, people who are familiar with our initiative will know that 19 states restrict local authority, uh, to build networks. And we would really like to move forward with a campaign to, uh, roll back some of those rules Mm -hmm. and to make sure that every community has the authority to decide for itself if uh, that investment is a smart one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thanks for talking to me today. Sure. That was Christopher Mitchell, Director of the Telecommunications as Commons Initiative at ILSR. If this conversation has piqued your curiosity, you should look through our blog, muninetworks.org, where you can find the community network map we mentioned in the interview. We also have a weekly podcast in which Chris visits with a variety of guests who talk with him on policy matters and share their community's experiences with telecommunications networks. Thank you again for listening to the What You're Working On podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. We also want to thank Latch Swing for their song, Rhythm Guitar, Lessons Through Creative Commons. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. Have a great day.